0: On November 28th, 2014, a Navajo woman named Amy Lynn Hanson went missing after leaving her home. Two days later, her body was found abandoned on the side of a road in Red Rock, New Mexico, about eight miles away from Gallup. This is one of the many cases of missing and murdered indigenous women in the U.S.
1: Welcome to The Otter Pod, the podcast where kids discuss real-world problems and what we can do to solve them. Throughout this series, we will cover issues such as human overconsumption, mental health, the wealth gap, intersectionality, and more. If you find this enjoyable, then stay tuned. Eight weeks of our planet's biggest issues from the eyes of its youth.
0: Bougie everyone, Kyle and Kaz. I'm here to discuss the rising missing and murdered indigenous women rate among my people here on Otterpod. I am joined with Iris Works and Elizabeth Larson. MIW stands for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women.
2: Native people only make up 2% of the U.S. And the p- number of people who lived in the U.S. in 2022 20- was 333.3 million people. And 2% of that is just such a small per fraction. And
0: 86% of the indigenous women that make up that 2% of the people will experience violence in their lifetime, whether it's sexual, mental, verbal. That also includes abuse as part of that. It's,
1: like, very heartbreaking to think that there's only such a small fraction
0: of Native American. And the number of our people is getting smaller and smaller every day with how much people go missing off of their reservations, people who have done nothing wrong, people who just want to go outside and then they end up somewhere where they weren't supposed to be and their families are worrying about them.
2: And it doesn't help. These are, like, young adults. The median age of an IW victim is 29. They're still quite young, and it's like they have a lot of life left, which yeah. is so sad.
0: And it's sad, because the youngest missing and murdered Indigenous victim was a baby that was less than a year old.
1: Yeah, it's really sad, because the youngest MIW victim was a baby less than one year old, and the oldest victim was an 83-year-old, and it's heartbreaking to know that even tiny children can get taken away and raped and just killed. The heartbreak of the family's mom and dad or siblings, it's having to realize that your brother or sister or child got taken away and if they were killed they wouldn't be able to. Get older and see
2: more of the possibilities. Why would we care about this? Like, obviously, it's because people are dying and like getting taken just for no reason, but is there other reasons that just like, would motivate us further?
0: For me personally, I want to do something to help my people out because there's not a bunch of sites that are for it. Like, the research that we got for this mostly all came from like the same site because there was so little sites to talk about it on.
2: While we were like discussing episodes and something, when this topic came up, I had heard about it, but just vaguely, like Kyle said because there's not much like recognition, there's not much stuff out there. It's not like widely talked enough mm-hmm. talked about enough so I would know exactly what it is. And so I joined it just to learn more. And when I did, it just it made so much more sense why I didn't hear about it because n- no one's hearing about it. It's so covered up right now. It's terrible. And
0: we're going over ideas for the podcast. I felt like I wanted to talk about this topic just because there was like not a bunch of like sites out there and not a lot of people knew about it. And maybe not a bunch of people will listen to the podcast, but people who do listen to it will know that this is happening.
1: Yeah, before I started this episode, I didn't know that this topic was even a problem because of how little it's talked about and how much
2: people don't realize it. Are there other indigenous people that are getting like taken or are going missing, or is it just women?
0: No, it's everybody, whether you're two-spirited, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, no matter what you
2: identify as, there's people out there that are going missing. Do we know who is behind all the missing and murdered indigenous women cases? Like
1: other women, American, Indian, and Alaska Native women are more likely to be killed by their intimate partners compared to other offenders. People are usually in a relationship, whether it's romantic or sexual, with someone, and then someone, it could be male or female, it doesn't matter, could take an act out by murdering or taking someone. In their like life and someone that they are very close with
2: why are these people not going on trial like why are they not being is it prosecuted
0: I couldn't find much information on that if I'm being 100% honest I have tried many searches with like different wording many sites and I couldn't find like The offenders are like who did this and then who did what. There was like almost no information that I could find and I've spent almost a month trying to find people.
2: What is the biggest motive for the offenders that we know of? I think it's sex
0: trafficking. I think these women are being kidnapped and picked up off of the reservations and being sold for their bodies to
2: other people that want to use them. Do we know how many missing and murdered indigenous women are in the U.S.?
1: There are more than 5,000 missing and murdered in the U.S. and Canada combined. With both of those, it's
0: a lot. Looping back to Amy Lynn, I couldn't find like the person who did that horrible thing to her there was like nothing on her except for where her body was found what day she went missing last person who she talked to that was probably the most i've read in a police report on a missing and murdered indigenous woman ever
2: (laughs) and let's say this the women and girls they go missing and somehow they find their way back i don't think i think they're so scared to tell anyone because of the fact that if it got out there the person who could they could go to jail, and then their people could come back and do even take them again, take their friends, like, like revenge, and just awful things like that. They could just be so scared to tell anyone that they would just be like in silence.
0: I think that's also why we have that red hand print because you feel like you can't talk about it enough. So, I feel sometimes like I can't like go out to powbows and walk around with my friends or my family without having the fear that I'm gonna get picked up and then trafficked or murdered raped like I'm scared to even wear my earrings out sometimes like to go into Canada like I'm scared sometimes big cities no I don't wear my beaded earrings because I'm scared
2: so for the people who don't really know about the red handprints red dresses and red handprints and a red handprint over the mouth have become signs of support for the movement someone widely recognized for wearing a handprint is the athlete Jordan Marie Daniel a competitive runner from the lower Brule Sioux tribe who ran it at the two thousand nineteen Boston Marathon, wearing the hand. That's like such a bold move to do that, and she like recognizes that like it is a bold move, and she does it all the same. She does it with even more pride, knowing that it's like even mm-hmm. more risky. She also dedicated her run to twenty six missing and murdered indigenous women on her website jordanmariedaniel.com running for justice she also talks about her journey and how she was going to she's going to compete in the 127th boston marathon and is also continuing to get it dedicate the 26.6 mile run to 26 different iw victims on her website so it's so fabulous she provides a play like for each of the miles she has a different woman who she's dedicating it to and she has a background about the person and it's, it's also what, kind of what Kyle said. It's, like, the most we've seen and read about these people, and it's just because, like, she's providing it and she knows from their families. And it's, like, people that she could have known, like, people from her tribe and things.
1: May 5th is the official MIW Day and is the most widely celebrated across the U.S. and Canada. Every year, individuals wear red and attend marches, rallies, bike rides, fundraisers, and more to raise awareness for the MIW cause and fight against the injustice happening to Native women and their families every day. And just like Elizabeth talked about, the red handprint is that is another way of support is for people
0: to do during marches and rallies. I just remembered a story. A few weeks ago, me and my auntie went to Canada, and we were in the mall, and there was a group of Native women who were dressed in red that were singing on their hand drums around a regalia in red, and they were there to spread awareness about the missing and murdered indigenous rate. and there were so much people stopping to record. Some people were also passing by and saying stuff about them. But I think it's very bold and great that they were out there doing that for the people because there needs to be more of that. And I hope that there will be in the future.
2: Yeah, just like everything else, just because there's not a lot of people talking about it and spreading recognition, there are still people doing it. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do with this podcast, just spread awareness because the more people who know about it, the better it is because the more they can help it, the more everyone can help it.
0: Even if we're just a drop of water in an ocean, it's still great that we put this out there. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Otter Pod. We hope you've not only learned something, but feel inspired to make a difference. If you'd like this episode, please rate, review, and share. See you next time. Bye!